is a place where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and fifty cents for your soul. Welcome to Holly Weird, a podcast about celebrity deaths and the strange events in Tinseltown and beyond. We are your hosts, Megan Carpenter and Elizabeth Shire. Here are today's headlines. James Dean killed as a result of a California car accident. James Dean, Bobby Sox idol, killed in $7,000 car. Film star James Dean killed. Crazy kids, violent death predicted. Buckle up, listeners. Things are about to get Holly weird. This is the story of the death of James Dean. September 30th, 1955. Sholom, California. Hollywood actor James Dean, an experienced car racer, was traveling in a recently purchased new 1955 Porsche Spider. He and Rolf Witherich, James's friend and engineer, were on their way to a racing competition in Salinas. While at the junction of California State Routes 46 and 41, a horrific automobile accident occurred. The heartthrob was dead. James Dean was only 24 years old. Dean wasn't a new driver. He was pretty experienced, even as a racing driver. Buying and trading for new sports cars and motorcycles had become somewhat of a norm for the budding sportsman. Just before shooting the film that would be considered his breakout role, Rebel Without a Cause, Dean competed in the Palm Springs road races. He finished first in the novice event and second in main competition. Soon after, while working on the filming of Giant, Warner Brothers barred the star from all racing activities. On September 21st, nine days before his death, as Dean was finishing Giant, ever eager to quickly start racing again, he acquired the Porsche Spider that would be involved in his fatal collision. He entered the upcoming Salinas Road Race, event scheduled for October 1st and 2nd. The car was given the nickname, Little Bastard. Hey Liz. Hey Meg. Did you name your car? I did name my car. What's your car name? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, she's Midnight Blue. Okay. She's a 2004 Volvo. Okay. She's really reliable. Okay. She's dark and mysterious. She kills vampires. If I were to run into them. (laughs) On 76, yes. (laughs) Meg, I know that you... I don't really know that much about cars. The first Mm -hmm. time I really had to take care of anything, I was like, what's an oil change? Uh But you care. You know stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm just responsible about my car, if that's what you oh. mean. <laughs> um, I remember when you came to visit me once and parked behind me and saw the state of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Do you want to recount what that was like? Well, you you didn't really have a passenger side mirror. <laughs> like, how do you park? <laughs> um, I did not. <laughs> You were very upset at the state of my car. It's just not safe, Liz. It's not safe. (laughs) All right. Little bastard, shall we? Shall we. (laughs) 
The nickname reportedly stemmed from a nickname Dean himself had been given by Warner Brothers stunt driver Bill Hickman. A playful, friendly nickname, James in return often referred to Hickman as Big Bastard. Hickman was actually a part of the group accompanying Dean to the Salinas race. Another version of the Little Bastard origin, corroborated by two of Dean's close friends, Phil Stern and Lou Bracker, is that Warner Brothers president Jack L. Warner had once referred to Dean as a Little Bastard after he refused to vacate his temporary East of Eden trailer on the studio's lot. Dean, wanting to get even with Warner, named his race car Little Bastard. This defiant act was meant to show that despite the racing ban during all filming, Dean would be racing the Little Bastard in between projects. After acquiring the Porsche Spider, Dean ran into British actor Alec Guinness outside a Hollywood restaurant and asked him to take a look at the Spider. Guinness thought the car appeared sinister and told Dean, quote, If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week, end quote. This encounter took place on September 23, 1955, seven days before Dean's death. On September 30, 1955, Dean and his Porsche factory train mechanic, Rolf Witherich, were preparing the Little Bastard for the weekend sports car races at Salinas. Dean originally intended to tow the Spider to the event, but because the car did not have enough break-in miles prior to the race, Witherich recommended that Dean drive it to Salinas to get more seat time behind the wheel. Around 1.15 p.m., the group departed, heading north on the Golden State Freeway towards Bakersfield. At 3.30 p.m., Dean was stopped by California Highway Patrolman Ovi Hunter at Mettler Station, just south of Bakersfield, for driving 65 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone. After receiving the citations, Dean turned left onto State Route 166.33 to avoid going through Bakersfield's slow 25-mile-an-hour downtown district. State Route 166.33 was known as a shortcut for sports car drivers going to Salinas, called the Racers Road, which took them directly to Blackwell's Corner at State Route 46. Liz here. Here's a spooky sidebar. For all of you lovers of change out there, State Route 46 was previously known as U.S. Route 466. It was still Route 466 at the time of Dean's accident, so we're going to call it Route 466 from here on out. At approximately 5.15 p.m., Dean was driving west on Route 466 toward Paso Robles. Dean accelerated in the Little Bastard, leaving his caravan in the dust. This caravan included stunt driver slash friend slash bestower of nicknames Bill Hickman, who was accompanying Dean to the race in a Ford station wagon. Didn't want to be associated with a station wagon? Fair enough. Godspeed. Further along on Route 466, Dean in the Porsche headed down the long antelope grade. He was passing cars along the way toward the junction floor at Route 466 and Route 41. At approximately 5.45 p.m., a black and white 1950 Ford Tudor driven at high speed was headed east on Route 466. Its driver, 23-year-old college student Donald Turnipseed. I'm made, sorry, what was his name? <laughs> Donald Turnipseed. Oh my god. This... But it's like turn up seed, like turn up, not like turnip. I don't believe that. It's true. <laughs> 
Its driver, 23-year-old college student Donald Turnipseed, made a left turn onto Route 41 headed north toward Fresno. Making a left turn, crossing the lane for oncoming traffic, is when the collision took place. As Turnipseed's Ford crossed over the center line, Dean apparently tried to steer the spider in a sidestepping racing maneuver, but with insufficient time and space, the two cars crashed almost head-on. A witness, John Robert White, reportedly saw the spider smash into the ground two or three times in cartwheels and landing in a gully beside the shoulder of the road northwest of the junction. The sheer velocity of the impact sent the much heavier Ford 39 feet down Route 466 in the westbound lane where it slid to a stop. The accident was witnessed by a number of passerby who stopped to help. A woman with nursing experience attended to Dean and detected a weak pulse but stated death appeared to have been instant. California Highway Patrol Captain Ernest Tripke and his partner Corporal Ronald Nelson were called to the scene of the accident at the Route 466 and 41 junction. Before Tripke and Nelson arrived, Dean had been extricated from the spider's mangled cockpit, his left foot having been crushed between the clutch and the brake pedal. Dean was severely injured as he took the brunt of the crash with a broken neck and several internal and external injuries. Nelson witnessed an unconscious and dying Dean being placed into an ambulance and a barely conscious Witherich who had been thrown from the spider lying on the shoulder of the road next to the wrecked vehicle. Do we even need to say it? Wear your seatbelts. Dean and Witherich were taken in the same ambulance to the Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital 28 miles away. Dean was pronounced dead on arrival at 6.20 p.m. by the attending emergency room physician Robert Bossert. The cause of death listed on his death certificate is listed as a broken neck, as well as multiple fractures of the upper and lower jaw and both right and left arms, as well as internal injuries. It was written that Dean had died in the arms of his friend, Bill Hickman. Despite reports of Dean's speed being around 85 miles per hour, Officer Nelson estimated that the actual speed was around 55 miles per hour based on the wreckage and position of Dean's body. Witherich survived with a broken jaw and serious hip and femur injuries that required immediate surgery. Turnipseed was only slightly injured with facial bruises and a bloodied nose. After being interviewed by the California Highway Patrol, Turnipseed hitchhiked home in the dark. In the station wagon, the back end of Dean's caravan, Hickman and Roth arrived at the accident scene approximately 10 minutes after the crash. Hickman assisted in extricating Dean from the wreckage, and Roth took photographs of the accident scene. Some sources give Dean's last words uttered right before the impact, when Witherich told Dean to slow down as the Ford Tudor pulled into their lane, as, quote, That guy's gotta stop. He'll see us. I smell bullshit. Exactly. According to the coroner's deposition taken of Witherich at the hospital, he couldn't recall any of the exact moments leading up to and after the crash. The coroner's inquest was held about a week and a half later on October 11th. Turnipseed, the driver of the other car involved, told the jury that he did not see the low-profile spider until after he was turning left onto Route 41. After other testimony by police officers and witnesses to the accident, 
The coroner's jury came back with a verdict of accidental death with no criminal intent, finding Turnipseed not guilty of any conscious wrongdoing in the death of Dean. The deceased Dean was also found not guilty of any criminal intent or contributory wrongdoing for the accident. Although not charged with any offense, Turnipseed had nevertheless been dealt a devastating blow that would haunt him for the rest of his life. He granted just one interview to Lair Advance Register newspaper immediately following the crash, but after that he refused to speak publicly about the accident. Witherich, after having several complicated surgeries on his hip and femur, went back to West Germany in 1957 with psychological and legal problems. He worked for Porsche's testing department and international rally and racing teams during the 60s. Witherich had been one of the first employees of Porsche and worked for the factory 18 years before being terminated. He died in July of 81 in another auto accident when he lost control of his car and crashed into a residence. James Dean's funeral was held on October 8, 1955 in Fairmont, Indiana. The coffin remained closed to conceal the severe injuries to his upper torso and face. An estimated 600 mourners were in attendance while another 2,400 fans gathered outside the church during the procession. Dean's body is buried at Park Cemetery in Fairmont less than a mile from where he grew up on his aunt and uncle's farm. Time to rewind. James Dean was born February 8, 1931, in Indiana. In childhood, James and his parents moved to Santa Monica, California. He was very close with his mother, Mildred, but in 1938, she quickly developed symptoms later diagnosed as uterine cancer. She died when James was nine years old. His father, Winton, sent James back to Indiana to live with an aunt and uncle who raised him in a Quaker household. Ooh, rebel with a cause. Damn. As a boy, James formed a close bond with local Methodist pastor, Reverend James DeWeird. No relation to Holly Weird. Who helped James discover and cultivate his interests in car racing and theater. It's been suggested that the two began having a sexual relationship that began when James was a senior in high school. A relationship that lasted for years. Reports conflict as to whether the relationship was consensual and began when James was around 18, or if he was actually sexually abused by DeWeird as a child. It's been reported that James Dean confided in Elizabeth Taylor. The Oscar goes to Gladiator! That he had been sexually abused by a minister two years after his mother died, placing him at 11 years old. In high school, James was exceptional. He got good grades, played basketball, studied drama, and competed in public speaking. The OG Triple Threat After he graduated, Dean returned to California to live with his father and stepmother. His father remarried while Dean was... Was he sowing his Quaker oats? No, just growing up in Indiana. He enrolled in college to study drama, but eventually dropped out to pursue acting full-time. He procured himself some spots in commercials and small TV and film roles before earning admission to the actor's studio. 
His career quickly took off. In the five years Dean spent working as an actor, he had 31 film credits to his name. However, he is best known for three career-defining roles. Troubled teen Jim Stark in Rebel Without a Cause, Ranch Hand Jet Rink in Giant, and loner Cal Trask in East of Eden. Dean received a posthumous Golden Globe for his work on Eden and posthumous Academy Award nominations for Best Actor for Eden and Giant. The biggest tragedy in the death of James Dean is the death of promise, as is usually the case with young celebrities who die too soon. This one stings harder in that Dean never lived to see his successes or his hard work celebrated. It's time for Hollyweeder Post-Mortem. It's time for a Hollyweird post-mortem. So, it wasn't an easy task deciding which celebrity death to talk about on our inaugural episode. There are plenty of adjectives that can be used to describe James Dean, talented, mysterious, handsome, but why are people fascinated with him all these years later? From retro diners to dorm room posters, he still seems to be the epitome of a rebel. So here's our best guess as why people still give a damn 60 years later. Liz, I'm going to start it off with the fact, he was hot. He was very hot. (laughs) He was kind of a shorter man, but that's how actors were back then. But he was a very attractive guy. So I also think that he kind of reimagined or kind of set off a new trend of masculinity in that he had a a soft side like he was kind of a brooder yeah like he was sensitive (laughs) he's a sensitive cowboy (laughs) a sensitive cowboy i mean in coming off like the timing of everything um the cultural shift that really just happened in america after world war ii he wasn't i mean the the desirable man wasn't that hard guy anymore interesting i never thought about it that way but yeah i think that is true or that maybe like he was the antithesis of like the average 1950s 1960s man was somebody who maybe post-war was expected to get a job have a family and james dean was being a rebel without a cause yeah. and that was exciting it was and attractive sexy. yeah it was, a, he was so different it was attractive yeah the difference but also men wanted to be him women wanted to be with him kind of definitely kind of vibe well i would imagine if i was alive back then (laughs) (laughs) all right so have you ever seen a james dean movie no no me neither (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know about it but i guess that's how it goes to show how prevalent he is in our culture that we can know about him and never have seen one of his movies agreed um and i also the whole immortality live fast die young be young forever um not that that's uh attractive but more intriguing i think so yeah i think his death probably possibly was the catalyst for that like that kind of concept like we see that with River Phoenix, I think, has yeah. a similar path, that he was so young and attractive when he left this earth. 
we could name endless hot male celebrities that were young when they left this earth uh but was he he the first i mean is that is that why he has such longevity possibly or maybe the most famous or the most like well-liked do you think that the circumstances uh that happened after his death with you know eden giant rebel without a cause these movies coming out and him gaining such notoriety after the fact uh uh, labeled him in a certain way that like that we look back on him that way forever possibly or maybe he wouldn't have gotten the same notoriety if he hadn't died Mm, a little van gogh situation here yes (laughs) i feel like it's a possibility not that he wasn't talented but even with like if you want to think about amy winehouse who was pretty much ridiculed for her entire career for her behavior and her drug use and they tried to make me go to rehab i said no The issues that she had once she died now i mean amy winehouse mm-hmm. is so revered and everyone only wants to talk about her talent or her tragedy i feel like you know we weren't alive when james dean was popular but if he was seen as somewhat of an alternative icon maybe yeah. he wouldn't have been so renowned if he hadn't right. died and i think bottom line for me it comes down to mysterious mm-hmm. so uh, he wasn't an open book while he was alive, and then we got no more answers after he passed. Ooh, good so point. he was, um, you know, eternally shrouded in this state of mysteriousness that I think is ever appealing. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's a good way to put That's it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, a conspiracy theory about his car? Right, so pieces of his car were used in cars after the accident. Hmm. Yes. Why would you do that? I mean, I guess waste not want <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like there's a sense of general badassery if you drive around, uh, hey, this is uh, James Dean's little bastard car here. Um, anyway, but so I guess people got into accidents and stuff like that um, in the cars that featured pieces of his car. Ooh. So there was kind of the, the hauntedness of that little bastard and then how it, how it followed around after his death. So we talked about the fact that he's hot, but I think his sexuality is also intriguing. Mm. So he had documented relationships with women, but his bisexuality was also pretty well known. I think that allure uh, you know, in a time when it wasn't common to be publicly bisexual mm-hmm. or homosexual, um, that that's an intriguing facet. He, you know, live hard, die young. He loved hard, too. So one of my favorite James Dean stories is he had a relationship uh, with an Italian actress. Um, they met on a film lot. I guess they were both filming. Hmm. And they had kind of a very short but passionate relationship Ooh. <laughs> so her mom didn't didn't approve of dean for his style right <laughs> so bad boy really she didn't approve of the bad boy okay um and the fact that he wasn't catholic they were italian and catholic um so after he finished filming east of eden he traveled uh for the film and then while he was away she announced that she was engaged to someone else damn that's cold oh my gosh (laughs) 
Ooh, that's like the coldest breakup ever. Right. So, uh, reportedly, he was super irritated. I mean, I think as we all would be. Right. And he wasn't afraid to show it. So, the rumor is that on the day of her wedding, he watched from... He watched the church from across the street on his motorcycle. He was just chilling on his motorcycle, like, creeping hard. Ooh, you got it bad. <laughs> and <laughs> he would just rev his engine during the ceremony to cause disruption. Okay, that's a little extra. <laughs> um, but I guess this this lady, this actress, she had a baby um, in the the perfect like nine months or whatever after her wedding right so there's also speculation about was this a james dean baby like what if you were what if you were researching your genealogy and it's like james dean. oh like 23 and me yeah <laughs> i would lose my yeah my marbles um you're 50 percent italian 25 percent <laughs> english and 25 percent rebel without a cause <laughs> oh. megan <laughs> Want to let us know what you think about James Dean, this podcast, or let us know which celebrity death you can't get over? Email your feedback to hollyweirdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holly Weird. Follow us on Facebook at Holly Weird Podcast to stay current with show updates. And join us next time when we try again and discuss the death of an R&B princess. Like, James, what's his name? Lipton. James Lipton's actor's (laughs) studio. Scrum Trelescent. (laughs)